listening to Faith and Family. I'm Andy Bates. Thanks to our friends at Concordia University, Wisconsin, for their great support of Faith and Family on Worldwide KFUO. Find them in the sponsor section at kfuo.org. Look for Concordia University, Wisconsin. Joining me in studio today, Mark Hoffman. He's the Executive Director of Mission Advancement for the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Mark, welcome to the studio. Hi, Andy. Glad to have you in studio today and talking about an uh, an exciting thing going on in November uh, here at the Lutheran Church, Missouri. Well, across the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, I should say. Uh, Before we get to that, though. What is mission advancement? Because <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody understands that. So. <laughs> what is? I mean, I could, I could unpack that and try to uh, describe it myself. Mission. Um, that's what the church is about. Uh, the the work that the Lord has given us to be about an advancement, uh, carrying that out, carrying that forward. But that's about as far as I get. So yeah. I'll let you, the pro, uh, so unpack it, that. In it used to be called fund development. Okay, and uh, you know the old idea was go out and get money for us, and um, I have a different view of that. So we asked to change the name of the department to Mission Advancement to keep it focused on Jesus, and our role really is to engage the capacity of the LCMS in mission through charitable giving, volunteerism, things like that. So we're we're not a ministry in that we don't we don't manage the word and sacrament in in the way that things in OIM or International Mission or National Mission do, pastoral-led. But uh, we're there to serve the Christian disciple who wants to give back to the Lord in a way that supports the mission of their church body. And so our, I tell my team, uh, we are focused on the donor, and we're focused on helping that donor do something that's worthy of the Savior that we all serve. So we answer questions and we present various opportunities to help people kind of figure out where where do they want to be in the life of the church and the body of the church in terms of carrying the mission uh, out into the world. So all of us are given to be stewards of the gifts that God has entrusted to us. And some of those gifts, uh, many of those gifts are, are often in, in financial form helping us understand how to use those gifts and where we can where we can share those gifts those financial gifts and and connecting us to ones that are important to us Mm -hmm. important to me that's exactly right it lives it's a way to live your values as a disciple of jesus in the world using the manifold blessings that god has given the upcoming event starting November 1st. It's throughout the month of November. Is that right? That's right. The Global Mission Fund Challenge, Mm -hmm. the the Global Mission Fund Donor Challenge. Uh, Let's start with what is the Global Mission Fund? So the Synod's work uh, beyond the local congregation, its circuit, and its district, when we talk about the national level and the international work of the LCMS, we also use words like witness, mercy, and life together. And so uh, the global mission of the church is that witness, mercy, and life together done at the national and international level. So we have a special way for people to give offerings back to the Lord that can be used anywhere uh, nationally or internationally to fund witness, mercy, and life together work. Wherever the need's great, need is greatest or sometimes you have opportunities that suddenly open up and you want to step through that door. So it's a very agile fund. It uh, It's a little less uh, agile than an unrestricted gift to the Synod, which goes beyond just witness, mercy, life together work. Um, but it is probably the, the most cost-effective agile gift you can put that you, where you know it's going to mission. 
So what does that look like? What what difference does the Global Mission Fund make? Okay. Paint, paint a picture for me. I'm, I'm going to give you an example because it's actually, uh, you know, we send out appeal letters to, to people and we know that they get lots of appeal letters. But in December, the letter is going to tell the story of something called Christ Care for Children in Kenya, which is a mercy program run by the Office of International Mission, and it's a child sponsorship program. So there are children in, in uh, Kenya who... Uh, from our point of view, would sort of be left alone during the day. Parents go out and work, and they're unsupervised. And what do they do? So our partner church has a, a series of schools, Lutheran schools in Kenya. And for children who don't have the financial resources to go to school, sponsors here in the U.S. can say, I'll cover that. And we send them into a very safe environment during the day where they, they learn life skills and they get an education, and they're also cared for spiritually. But because that program is new and because there are so many children who need help, that the gap between what sponsors fund and what those children need, where do we get the money for that? Well, we draw at times global mission dollars to fill that gap to, in a sense, sponsor the children who don't yet have a sponsor. That's one tangible example of how that works. So it's a gap filler, but also times there there are times when there's an opportunity that opens up and you got to do something so quickly, you really don't have time to try and do a lot of fundraising, focused fundraising. And so we'll draw from global mission dollars to get that work done when the window of time is open to do it. Because an opportunity arises, you may not necessarily have time to do a, a full-fledged campaign to raise dollars for that. It might have some time, but maybe not enough time to really raise the, the, the money that's needed to do a project that is, is a great opportunity for exactly. Mercy Witness Life Together. Exactly. What are some other examples of Global Mission Fund at work? Um, so International Mission has... Uh, approximately 300 specific projects that they try and accomplish on an annual basis. But not all of those projects have identified sources of funding. So you might have someone who says, you know, I really want to purchase these these Luther works in Chinese. I want to help provide that for the people in China. And they'll give uh, to their ability. They might give, you know, several hundred dollars, but it's a project that may be tens of thousands of dollars. Well, so you've got some money to do it, you don't have all of the money to do it, and yet you've got a deadline to get it done. And so, again, we'll we'll draw from the Global Mission Fund to cover that. And another example that I think is is stuff that tends to have to happen behind the scenes. It's not glitzy. It's not, it's not the kind of stuff that you go, wow, about. Um, but the Global Mission Fund, for example, is a, is a huge source of funding when it comes to recruiting missionaries, orienting missionaries, and giving them some of their initial training, language training, things like that, uh, until they have their own network of, of sponsors to take care of them once they deploy. So, again, it's, it's one of those things that uh, uh, I, I like global mission donors because they tend to have a lot of trust both in the Lord and in us to make some very smart choices about where those dollars go. So, two examples so far, the um, children who are given an opportunity to participate in and, and learn in a Lutheran school in Kenya, uh, to be cared for and, and, and to be educated in a Lutheran school in Kenya, uh, preparing our missionaries, helping them get off the ground, do that orientation and language skills as well. Um, 
and, and both of those are, are international settings. Anything that happens here in the U.S. Well, training and orientation for missionaries happens here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. But other missions that that might happen here in the U.S. Yeah. So when you look at national mission, they have twenty three different program areas: black ministry, Hispanic ministry, life ministry, health ministry, deaconess ministry, and there are several of those where their primary source of funding to do that ministry is the Global Mission Fund because they they don't have a broad enough appeal uh, across the Senate to have lots of donors coming forward saying, I'm going to sponsor this particular ministry. And so where else can they turn? And they turn to the Global Mission Fund to make sure that that ministry happens and those people can be served. Uh, specialized pastoral ministry, for example, where you've got pastors serving in hospitals and chaplain, uh, prisons as chaplains. The support system for that uh, specialized pastoral ministry function that's being funded quite a bit through global mission dollars. So, where would we be if what would these ministries look like? What would this work look like if we didn't have the the support of the global mission fund? Uh, some of it would be frozen. In other words, you've got somebody in a position, but you may not have have actually the dollars for them to do anything. And you may have to then actually shut down the ministry. That's a dire situation. Uh, I think what you'd see if we didn't have the Global Mission Fund is a much more focused or reduced emphasis of the of the Senate at the national and international level as we wait for people to sort of discover all of this ministry work that's going on and say that's the that's the work I want to champion. So it's a it's a tremendous gap filler. Uh, then if we didn't have it, we'd be making some very difficult choices about what we can and what we can't do. So this is our way to mind the gap. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned you know some uh, unique settings, the specialized pastoral ministry, where uh, we have pastors, chaplains serving in hospitals, prisons, and, and other settings um, that may perhaps be overlooked, but because we have the Global Mission Fund, we can have a ministry of the word, you know, a pastor, a minister there delivering the word of God, praying with people, caring for people, providing that, that spiritual care for them in a time that's, that's very critical for many. Correct. And I, I want to make a distinction. You know, the, the, the pastors, the chaplains in a prison or in a hospital may have support from districts or congregations, but who really is minding the store when it comes to that aspect of the church's work? And mm-hmm. so you've got a director of specialized pastoral ministry who's involved in vetting and certifying pastors for that specialized ministry, providing them with spiritual support, resources, uh, conferences, things like that. And it's that back kind of behind the curtains work that if we didn't have the Global Mission Fund, they wouldn't be getting that support. That You bring up a really good point. Uh, you know, we don't necessarily always think about the uh, the things that need to happen in order for a chaplain to be in the position of a chaplain. You know, in we have our system for for pastors to become pastors and serve in congregations, and we have a process for that. But there are more steps to that process for one to serve in a chaplaincy setting, because not only are they becoming an ordained minister and serving, you know, in the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, but they're also serving in a clinical setting or in in another setting that requires additional. Um, it requires endorsement from the Lutheran Church of Missouri. It requires additional administration. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some 
steps in that process that that take someone who knows how that process works in order to keep it all organized in order for us to have chaplains serving in those settings that aren't the typical congregation or parish setting. Yeah, that's exactly right. I've used the comparison too of um, kind of the watch. You know, you can have the you can have the stuff that you see on the watch, the hands and the dial, but those gears behind there that actually make it work. Who who provides that? And so our global mission and our our members of what it's called the Ascending Roots Giving Society, they step forward and they say, "I'll I'll do that." I don't need to be, you know, tied to something that's always glitzy or glammy. Uh, I just want the gospel proclaimed. I want Christ's mercy shown to people. I want church workers trained and supported, uh, things like that. And they step forward and and give of themselves to make that happen. It's really fun. The Global Mission Fund Donor Challenge. What is the the donor <laughs> challenge? You know that question is coming. Okay, you, right. you you mentioned to me that we have a a global mission fund donor challenge coming up. What is it? So we we have a friend who who likes the global mission fund and really thinks that that's something that lots of people should be involved in because you can give at any level. It's ten dollars, five dollars, a million dollars. It it doesn't matter how how wealthy or non wealthy you are. They just want to see people being involved in the life of the church. So this friend said, you know. If you will, I'm going to challenge the church. I'm going to challenge Synod and Mission Advancement to try and engage people in a, in a more robust, bold way. So if you'll raise as much money in this November as you raised last November, a year ago, for every dollar that you go over that, I'll match it dollar for dollar up to $100,000. And we've got 30 days to do that. So last year, I had to go back and say, well, what did people give in the month of November in 2016? It was $128,000. That's not an insignificant amount of money. And it's not an insignificant number of donors. But this friend of ours says, there are lots of people in the church who should hear about this and be given an opportunity to participate. And to encourage that, I'll put up $100,000 as a matching grant and match those extra dollars. Now, it doesn't mean you have to be a new donor. It doesn't mean you have to increase your gift. But the, but all of us living and working together, if for every dollar that we go over that 128 number, and it's a very precise number that I can't recall off the top of my head, but every dollar that we go over that, this friend of ours is going to chunk in another dollar. So, so as we go over that that goal of that we met last year that 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 number that we met last year uh this generous person will this generous friend will match dollar for dollar anything over Correct. what we what we raised last year so the impact of that is if we had 128,000 in November of 2016 and we meet this match it becomes $328,000 of global mission dollars that can be put to work in our Lord's name. That's the impact. That's the financial impact of that matching incentive if we can exceed that November 2016 number. So what does that look like? I mean, what are the the possibilities then? I know you can't, you, I, I know you can't look into the future and see every opportunity that's going to come up that, that could be supported by Global Mission Fund, but uh, anything that, that comes to mind that, wow, this could really make a difference for this this ministry or these people? Yeah, I, I can't predict the future. Um, what that may look like is we've had, we may have a missionary, for example, who's had a program or a project that they've been working very diligently 
to start, and they've been doing that for three or four years, and there just isn't, there still yet isn't enough in a restricted account to do that project. And suddenly they get word that, you know what, we've got we've got an overage in global mission dollars. Why don't you go ahead and do that project? All of a sudden now the the finances are not an issue anymore, and the joy of doing ministry can happen. I'm not on the accounting side. I don't. I'm not managing these dollars myself. Um, but I, those are the kinds of things that I tend to get excited about is, uh, somebody says, let's, let's go ahead and do that work. Picture that being a missionary in the field, uh, you know, you have been sent by the Lord through the church to, uh, to mercy work or to ministry of the word in a community where you've spent, you've invested time and energy learning about the people, learning their culture, learning what their needs are. You discover these needs and really want to serve in a very unique way. Maybe it's through a, uh, you know, some, some form of community outreach or meeting the needs of uh, disabled children in the community. And you really see a way that, that you could do this, but it's going to take resources mm-hmm. to do that. You don't yet have the resources to do that. Yeah. Think what that would be like to be the missionary, to hear the word that, you know, hear the news that there are no dollars to do the very thing that you've envisioned to to serve this community, to show mercy to these people and to uh, to bring the word of God uh, very robustly to yeah. the people you're serving. And, and in OIM, for example, we, we do not currently have a director of life ministry uh, Maggie Carner, dear Maggie, passed away from cancer, and that position hasn't been filled in part because uh, there's been a, a not enough funding to go ahead and proceed with that. And so it's possible that an overage in, in global mission dollars could help pull the trigger on saying, let's go ahead and call uh, Director of Life Ministry for the LCMS and let's get that thing going again. But again, I, I can't say specifically how those dollars are going to be used because they're really designated sure. where the need is greatest or where the opportunity is greatest at the time they're received. And that's a decision that, that is made by a bunch of other people. By a number of people who are invested in the ministry, not just random people. Right. right. I'm saying I'm saying it's the chief financial officer, the mm-hmm. chief mission officer. Uh, they're they're going to look at where those gaps are, they're going to look at where those opportunities are, and then the decision is made how to allocate those dollars out. What questions do you often get in mission advancement, uh, or do, do your team receive in mission advancement about about giving, or why I should give, or, or um, is it safe for me to give uh, if I do that online, or if I do that this way or this way? What are the questions that, that you receive in mission advancement, and how can we answer those questions today? Most of the time, the, the, the question tends to be around, you know, what will this actually accomplish? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it, you end up having a conversation that may go over several days to gather information to say this is the impact that these kinds of dollars have. Um, people will say, can I make a gift by PayPal? Can I make a gift by using stock? I've got some appreciated stock. Can I do that? How do I do that? Um, we've had sometimes people say, you know, I have a real interest in this aspect of ministry, and I, I know that it gets support from the Global Mission Fund. Can I talk with the director of that area, and we'll make a connection? Uh, in fact, I'm in that situation now where I'm connecting someone with uh, the head of ministry to the armed forces to 
know a little bit more about what Ministry of the Armed Forces actually does. And so we'll get questions like that. Um, they will ask sometimes, how do I how do I know that my online donation is safe? What do you do with my credit card information? Uh, the, the most common questions we get, we have a section of the website that's a frequently asked section that uh, people can go to anytime and they can see what the answers to those are. Um, how much of my gift will go to do this work and how much gets used in overhead? That's a That's been a pretty common question that we'll ask. And our goal is uh, how, how low do you want the overhead to be? Because the percentage is actually based on the response of donors, not the control of expenditures. Uh, so we'll get that question once in a while. What do Global Mission Fund dollars not do? They don't pay the president's salary. They don't wash the windows at the International Center. They don't pay for accounting. Uh, and it's it's kind of the internal administration of the International Center. that You can't use Global Mission dollars for that. Um, they have to go toward mission, which in, in our organization is the Office of International Mission or the Office of National Mission. They don't fund grants to seminaries. Uh, theological education is handled through pastoral formation and care. That's a different arm. Um, but it's it's really the end-all, be-all, do-all of LCMS, National and International Mission work, which is Witness Mercy Life Together. So it, it really does go to the mission uh, the mission work of the church. And a small percentage, and I'll answer the question since we're on the radio, people say, well, how much? The board of directors actually sets a, a, a limit on how much of any gift can go to what's called gift administration. or And it's really the, the dollars that are allocated to our team to work with contributors. And they've capped that at, this year it's 12%. So at least 98%, or sorry, at least 88% of every gift goes to do mission work. But I'm gonna come back to what I said earlier. If the response is great, our costs are fixed. So the the actual percentage actually becomes smaller because the response is so great. And um, at a minimum, I mean, if there's a low response, we guarantee that at least 88% is going to go out the door to do mission work, which in nonprofit worlds, that's that's pretty respectable. How do we join the Global Mission Fund Donor Challenge? Well, in you make a gift designated for the Global Mission Fund anytime between November 1st and November 30. And that will include people who give to the Ascending Roots uh, recurring giving program. What they contribute during the month of November counts. They can give by check. They can give, go online and make a donation. Uh, a new feature that we're really excited about is this text to give. So if you if you send the text message, and it's all one word, share Jesus to 41444, then it'll open up a very safe and convenient way to donate using your tablet or smartphone, uh, including an option to use PayPal. Some people really want to do that. I have used the, the text to give feature, and it is phenomenally fast and easy to use. Like like you said, share Jesus, send that as the message to the number 41444. Correct. And... and and it'll walk you right through it. The first time I used it, I was amazed because I got to the section where it wanted me to enter the credit card. And as I tapped to do that, then it actually gave me the ability to use my phone's ca uh, camera mm -hmm. to take a snapshot of my uh, credit card and it just auto-populated all those fields. It was very, uh, the tool itself is just really easy to use. I think when I did it, it was under a minute yeah. to 
to make a gift. It was relatively easy. You send that text message, share Jesus, one word, share Jesus to 41444. And then within a matter of, I mean, just a matter of seconds, you get a text message back with that link that opens up uh, right there on your, your phone or your tablet. And then uh, boom, and, and just and fill what, out that info very quickly. Not 10 seconds after you do that, here's an email that comes through with your gift receipt. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the kind of stuff that helps us keep those gift administration costs down. November 1st through the end of November, November 30th, uh, the Global Mission Fund Donor Challenge. Every dollar over the what we met last year, around $128,000, mm-hmm. uh, every dollar of that is matched by a, a generous friend and could mean a lot for a, a number of missions, a number of ministries um, that the Lord has given us, yeah. the, the work that the Lord has given us. So to help do. us get to 128 and then spread the word and we'll go over 128 and miracles will happen. And easy, as easy as text to give this year as well. Share Jesus to 41444 and uh, do that November 1st or 2nd or 3rd or all the way up through the 30th to uh, to meet that that matching challenge. Mark, always a pleasure to have you in studio. Thanks for sharing with us about this uh, about this giving opportunity. Where can we find out more about the the Global Mission Fund and and mission advancement those types of things? Just go to lcms.org mm-hmm. and up at the top menu just click make a gift and then there it'll open up a whole section of the website that's for donors. Very good. lcms.org and you can uh, make a gift right there online as well if you don't you want to do text. You can do that. Mark Hoffman, he's the Executive Director of Mission Advancement of the Lutheran Church, Missouri St. Ed. Mark, pleasure to have you in studio. Thanks for uh, challenging us with the Global Mission Fund Challenge. Thanks, Andy. Faith and Family is a production of KFUO Radio. Christ for you, anytime, anywhere, since 1924. Text the letters KFUO to 41444 to join the legacy with your tax-deductible gift. Concordia University, Wisconsin and Mequon overlooks a half mile of beautiful Lake Michigan shoreline. CUW campus is located 15 miles north of Milwaukee with over 70 undergraduate majors, 28 graduate degree programs, and doctorate programs in pharmacy, physical therapy, occupational therapy, and nursing practice. CUW offers online learning and accelerated learning at one of nine Wisconsin centers and one in St. Louis. Traditional or accelerated education, CUW has the program for you. CUW.edu.